Grab the rod, grab the rod! No, give it to the celebrity on board! Give it to the celebrity! <laughs> <laughs> I've got a surprise for you. Yeah, go on. Okay. The guy joining us right now, he loves his fishing. Yeah. You love your fishing. I love fishing. I'm in between. But joining us right now is Ryan Moody from... No. What? Ryan who? Moody. No. Is it? Yeah. This is crazy. You didn't tell me this. <laughs> You're such a tosser. I need a beer now. You love it, don't you? Yeah, he's the man. Oh, my God. No way. Ryan, oh. hello. G'day, guys. How are you? G'day, Ryan. How are you, mate? Who's so excited to talk to you. I tell you what. Watch everything you do. My God, you are a legend. You do so much good stuff up on the Great Barrier Reef. You are an absolute legend. Fishing wonky holes. You're out there catching big trout. You're doing all sorts of stuff up in there in the barrow. You are an absolute legend. I'm so pumped right now. (laughs) Have you got a man crush, Herb? Yeah, this is one of them. I have a few. Oh, Uh, mate. mate. We enjoy what we do. How good. Where are you right now, Ryan? Um, we're actually at uh, Trinity Beach where we live here in Cairns. Trinity, yeah, nice spot. Yeah, just watching the waves roll in on the beach. So, yeah, it's a beautiful little spot. Yeah. And, Ryan, we want to talk uh, a little bit about fishing and uh, Herb's got a heap of questions. But also, you do a, a truckload of stuff online, which is – and you're one of the first in the world to do it, which we really want to dive into as well to try and help a lot of the anglers out there. That's it, mate. Yeah, no, I started – I was a charter operator for 33 years doing all sorts of things, mostly – uh, Big Barramundi, Meter Plus Barra in the Townsville, uh, Hinchinbrook area and a few other places. Um, up Giant Black Marlin up north, uh, reef fishing, wonky holes, the whole lot kind of thing. And after, uh, you know, as soon as I reached 50, kind of the old body said, you've had a little bit too much sun and um, <laughs> was starting to struggle a bit day in, day out. And um, even though I was still pretty fit, but um, it was time to do something else. And we were the first people in the world to start online fishing courses and We've got our species-based courses, barra, threadfin, finger mark, and other forages like snapper and everything else, because that's a, a very universal course, that one. Um, wonky holes, and of course, the sounder courses, which so many people are just changing their lives and their fishing abilities through knowing exactly what they're looking at, because there's so much on YouTube that's confusing, incorrect, um, and the illusions that you know different beam angles will throw at you in the regards to structure and fish and and all that. And that's why we always run a combo. We don't just use any one particular mode. We're always running the three, you know, side scan, um, down imaging and 2D because they've all got a different story to tell you to help you um, see exactly what's there and understand it better. So um, that's one of the, Sound of Skills One is, a, you know, a $20 introductory course and that teaches everybody how to um, work out the true size of fish because you know, through boat speed, scroll speed, wind and tide and scale, yeah, you can manipulate all sorts of things to look all different sizes. And even a lot of experienced people get a lot of a lot of uh, good info out of that one. And then Sound of Skills 2 is our real massive in-depth advanced course. And um, yeah, we're in uh, 70 countries now with uh, over um, 25,000 students. And um, yeah, it's going really well. Unbelievable. And and I've looked up a lot of your stuff. I mean, and you have given me a lot of insight into my I run a Lawrence. Uh, I had a HDS seven. I now run an Elite Seven because I've downgraded with boats with a, a bit of an injury. But um you have enlightened me, Ryan, into 
absolutely how to, to read side scan, to read uh, structure scan, down scan, or, or what you need for different things like prawns, side scan for structure out to the right or left, how to zoom in on little things and find out and look at shadows in certain ways to see what sort of fish they are, where they're hanging, how they're sitting off a structure. I mean, what you do is absolutely fantastic and it's so great that you uh, share this with people. Not only that you share your ability to read sounders and all that, you're a very fish conservationist. You don't keep everything. It's all about enjoying and sustainability in fishing. You're a bloody legend, mate. I, I, I take my hat off to you and... Um, yeah, I mean, sounders, aren't they a bit confusing? Like, you've been looking at one for 30-odd years. I've been looking at one for a little while, like, you know, probably 25 years or something. I never had good gear. I've always just did what I had. Can you still go out and catch good fish with a cheap sounder? Just a, you know, $500 outfit. Can you go out and do it? Can you teach people about that sort of stuff? Does it work or do you need to go expensive? Um, no, mate, we teach people in the course because uh, a lot of the cheapest sounders may not have high frequency side imaging and that's pretty crucial in the shallows these days. But we do, you know, teach a lot about just your standard 2D sonar and, and how to get the most out of it and that you don't need the most expensive whiz-bang equipment. Um, and some of the course, we actually have examples from some of that older equipment and, you know, we show the old traditional style and non-sherp kind of uh, sounders as well so there's still yeah there's still plenty you, you can get plenty out of those 500 to a thousand dollar sounders uh, to still help you out and uh, we actually have some free training on our site as well in regards to all different things and uh, there's a big picture presentation there which uh, gives people a bit of an insight to about two percent of what's in sounder skills too i think it runs for about 20 minutes or something like that and uh, so that's all free that's on our site and a lot of people get heaps out of that as well so um, but yeah, mate, in short, you don't really need the, the best of everything to still be able to catch fish. But it, it, you know, definitely though, it's a bonus if you can get yeah. some really good high-frequency yeah. light imaging with lots of pixels on the screen, like the 84 series from Garmin and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, top of the range, it's, it helps you out that little bit better because you can see outlines a little bit better and the contrast between dark and light objects so much easier. And, um, and that can help when you've got fish hiding in rocks and that sort of that sort of thing as well, but um, wow. but yeah, mate, nothing wrong with the old equipment. Yep, just got to learn how how it works and how it hides fish from you. Yep. Well, we're chatting to Ryan Moody Fishing. Check him out at ryanmoodyfishing.com. If you know want to know anything about sounders, this is the man to talk to. You run Garmin. We're only about a couple of months ago. We spoke to a guy in Amsterdam, and he said his whole fishing is off a sounder. Yep. That's all they view. They look at the sounder, they find a fish, and then they educate the person how to catch that fish, the type of fish, straight mm. off a sounder. Yes, exactly, mate. And and like I've been talking about with the illusions and, and stuff, yeah, a, a lot of people drive over what I would fish on because yeah. there's, there's so many different ways that fish can be hidden from you. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, even from sometimes you'll run across a massive bait school and you might not see any big arches or anything hanging around it. Uh, that's simply because they're hidden. And we teach you what to look for and all that kind of thing um, with obscurity and that sort of stuff as well. That's just one example. But, um, but yeah, mate, lots of people get a lot out of it. And I guess we're all really good at one thing in our lives. Everyone's got their, 
you know, everyone's a natural at something and I'm just lucky that mine's fishing because I'm not good at much else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know how you say that, Ryan, and that's great. But in fishing, there is so many different techniques, different uh, different types of fishing, you know, offshore, marlin, you know, inshore, barra, brim, flathead, whiting. There is so many different types of prawns even, you know. like There's so many different ways to do this. Some people only have their niche in one species or two species. You are a bloke that does a lot, a broad, vast, of a lot of species. Like, you're a bloody legend. Uh, and, I mean, different species. So... Sounding up a marlin in, you know, what, 200 metres of water to sounding up a wonky hole or, or a bit of reef with some red emperor or trout sitting on it is two totally different things. And in your, um, you know, seminars and whatnot, you teach people how to read this so that they don't drive past these things. They have a go. They might catch some fish. They use that information. They see that on the screen. They really get to know their sounder so that they can utilise and vastly spread their fishing experience. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and, you know, fish don't always sit, you know, loud and proud on a depth sounder. I mean, sometimes they do if you've got fish that are well off the bottom or around structure and you can actually mark them very well because they're doing that, then that's all well and good. But there are so many scenarios, like I mentioned, you know, where fish will hide and, and um, yeah, understanding how, how the different beam uh, angles and cone shapes, flat shapes and all that interact with different things and how you can use a flat shape against the cone beam to, um, you know, decipher some of this stuff as well. You know, that's why I run all three modes, basically uh, have a combo screen running because each one's got a different story and it allows you to really nut out what's going on. And that, and, um, and like you say, with the, you know, with the fish species and that, that all, that all comes with time on the water. And of course I've spent more time on the water than I have on the land. Mm. And uh, you just learn these little tricks and bits and pieces. And now with live scope, all the live sonar, you can actually, you know, watch the fish move around the spot in, in live, in real time. Wow. And watch what lures they're chasing, what depth in the water column they are. So you can watch your lure sink down so it's just above them, no matter how high up they are off the bottom. And it just allows you to fine-tune your retrieves and, and, mm. and, and lure types and things like that. And you can see when they're getting interest and, and all that sort of thing. I mean, live scope's not going to help you find any more fish. It's just a, a tool to actually use while you're fishing on the fish. Yeah. You know, you still need your side imaging and, and down imaging and 2D to actually find schools of fish. Yeah. Uh, and in assessment mode. But, um, but yeah, the live scope is it's amazing technology, mate. And it's helping a lot of anglers win comps and everything too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing where technology is going. That's right. And, and it, I've got a couple of things I want to press on. Um, one, I'm one of these guys that pulls a sander out the box, bolts it to their boat, plugs it into the battery, and I want it all to be auto. Do you have yeah. to muck with them too much? Mate, a lot of the, the brands are pretty good on auto, but, you know, there's things like scroll speed. Um, if you go... Like you know, it's pretty. This it changes as you get slower. The screen slows down, but you know, unless you want to run around at sort of five to seven, eight, nine knots or something like that, um, you know, sometimes it'll just slow down too much because assessment speeds. Everyone's usually between two and four knots. Yeah. And um, of course, if you're using it on auto, sometimes what happens is the algorithms slow the screens down way too much and it can make big fish look really small okay. and other things and, and you stop that ability of seeing fish tight in structure 
as well. So there are adjustments to make to refine it. But overall, you can use auto um, or default um, out of the box, you know, with, with side scan, the pitch is not too bad. It still gives you an opportunity to understand it, but there is so much to understand with uh, contrast and sensitivity getting mixed together. And then there's the things that clear your water column in, at different times, like t time variable gain. Um, and there's times not to use time variable gain too, because you'll start losing what you're actually seeing. Um, so we teach people all about that, when to use it, when not to use it. And uh, so people can get the absolute best crispest picture. And that's, uh, I was going to say, that's the idea, isn't it? If you've got something like that, use it to the, uh, the best of its ability because you're only costing yourself fun on the water. And uh, Fish, what is that number one thing that people get wrong when they look at a sounder? Um, I just think that a lot of people, um, unless you've been on the water all your life and you are very competent with it, I just don't think that they know for sure exactly what they're looking at yeah. in, in many respects. Um, and, and that's what I mean. People drive past good fish. I've even seen experienced anglers pull up over a big school of barra and I wanted to get there and fish this particular area. And I've seen a boat in the distance pull up and I'm thinking, oh God. All right, someone's beaten me to it, or they've seen me fishing there. Yeah. But then they wander off into the mangroves and start flicking lures along the mangroves for rats. Meanwhile, they've just driven across a whole heap of meat along Barra. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and haven't noticed them. They, they might have looked like rubble to them, depending on sea. That also depends on different stages of the tide as to what you know different fish do. And that's something else that I've been lucky enough to learn over all these years on the water. Um, to relate that back into the sounders. And so I know what different fish look like when they do these certain things. Um, so, we, yeah, we teach all that as well. So, mm. wow. Amazing, mate. There's a lot to it. <laughs> oh, there is a lot to it, you know, and you can yeah. make it as simple as you want or as hard as you want. Uh, but the, the more you delve into it, I suppose, the more you learn. And for people like you, Ryan, you're teaching people or giving them some sort of tip of how to gain more out of it. I've watched a lot of your stuff. I've gained a bit out of it. I was just the other day, I went up on my little Lorance seven inch hook, uh, what is it, Elite, and yep. I went past a wreck on side scan. And it's going past it, I would have thought there was nothing there. This is a dead set yeah. true story. And I had a, a mate of mine who I call the king because he's shown me how to fish all my life. He is an absolute legend. And I said, watch this. And I hit the cursor right next to the wreck downstream from it, zoomed mm -hmm. in on it, and there was a big school of Jewies there. And they looked to be about seven, eight, seven hundred to a metre. Yep. Now, I said to him, we should put a, a little metal vibe down here and catch a Jewy. Now, I was wrong. I did catch a Jewy, but it was only about 40 centimetres. <laughs> <laughs> but by zooming in, like pushing the cursor on the place where I thought there would have been fish, because you could see the shape of the yacht laying on its side. There's the bow. There's the stern. Here's the way the tide's flowing. Hit the cursor on that. Zoom in on it, and you could see the shadows of the school of fish sitting behind that structure in, mm -hmm. in the current. It was amazing. And even the king who he's run old Fernos and, and Garmin's and whatnot, and he goes, wow, I've never seen anything like that. I said, I've been watching Ryan Moody's stuff and how to do this. Now I get to talk to you right now, which has pretty much blown my mind. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it is something that you learn, and then you can go back there and you can do it in other areas and absolutely upgrade and advance your fishing skills tenfold by uh, learning from someone like you, Ryan. You're, you're a legend. 
Uh, thanks, mate. I, I appreciate it. We get hundreds and hundreds of really lovely emails from people saying we've changed their lives, and and that's what you know does it for us nowadays. And um, it's good that I can actually help people, you know, online rather than being out in the boat. And the best thing about online is there's so much involved that if I if you were to come out with me on the water for a day, I'd love to. Um, You'd forget, you'd forget bloody three quarters of it by the time you got home, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like a sponge, mate. I would be soaking <laughs> up your information we, like an old sponge. Ryan, because uh, as you say, and Herb, he's absolutely stoked. It was a surprise. Oh. He, he didn't even know you were coming on. So nah. he, he's really, he's actually a bit uh, flabbergasted. He's a bit, uh, he's going red. He doesn't know what to oh, say. Just, he's, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Hey, what is your favourite fish to cook? To cook and how? Yeah, I would probably say my favourite eating fish would have to be uh, finger mark, otherwise known as golden snapper. In oh the yeah, 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 sensational. I mean, there's there's a few fish that are uh, out of bounds now. The the Mary Rass and and um, uh, Barramundi cod, they're stunning as well. Tusk fish are another favourite one yeah, of mine. They're, young. they're very very nice as well. But um, and as far as cooking methods. Um, yeah, we've got all sorts of different ways and bits and pieces just from simple flouring it. And, you know, um, yeah, sometimes we make up a bit of a chop, finely chopped lemongrass and a little bit of chili in amongst. Oh, oh I do that uh, in a steam boat just with a bit of dew fillet or flathead yeah. fillet. Oh, bit of butter. And what I like to do, what I really like to do, no matter how I'm cooking it in a shallow fry, is when I turn the fish onto the other, the, the second side. I pour a little bit of red wine vinegar and lemon juice over the fillets while they're still cooking in the pan. And it just brings it out so well. Wow. Ryan, before we let you go, um, we know you spent a lot of time out there on the water. It's taken its toll over the years. And now you have a lot of courses online, which is fantastic. Uh, Is anything, what is your favourite memory of being out there on the water or the biggest memory you have? Something that might have gone a little bit pear-shaped or, you know, you just had one of those cracking days that just worked? Mate, uh, we've dealt with a lot of stuff on the ocean, especially we just done seven weeks up at Lizard Island around Christmas time and further north, and we had like three or four storms every day sitting on the monsoon trough, you know, and we we always deal with, with stuff and, 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 you know, the odd breakdown and stuff like that, and you know, we've been in some massive seas over the years at times and all that sort of thing, but probably some of the people I've got to rub shoulders with over the years is probably the most memorable thing, and, and uh, one of the best charters I've ever had was the king and queen of Sweden. I had them for seven days up at Lizard Island. And uh, the king wow. would go, he'd go diving at the cod hole every day and he'd have a dive master and two bodyguards. And uh, the queen, she used to hold my hand and I'd take her snorkeling every day. <laughs> so now we're just such lovely people, mate. Honestly, we were, we were partying with them in the afternoons on the back of the boat, having a few Scott, uh, uh, Glenn Morangi, mind you. Oh, <laughs> beautiful drop. Johnny Walker. <laughs> With the king and queen. Glenn Miranda, or a bit of tan do. Oh, yeah. you can't beat that. With a bit of soda, a squeeze of lime. <laughs> they were just like us Aussies, buddy. They were uh, really nice people down to earth, and we had an absolute ball. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. You have a beautiful... What's the name of your boat again, Ryan? Uh, the game boat's uh, Mood Swings. That's and, right. And uh, got a six and a half metre that we uh, do a lot of the fishing out of as well, which we tow along as a tender. And I've also got a a 4.6 off-roader, which we haven't really used much yet. Uh, 
Um, we're going to start doing a few camping trips here and there when the trade winds get a bit strong. So we'll use that to go up to places like Cape Melville, the Gulf, and take it over the Territory and those sort of places. But God, uh, I'd love to work for you. <laughs> oh, I'd do it for no money. I wouldn't care. We've got seven staff. They all say the same thing. Uh, well, you know what? Oh, make sure you check them out. We really do appreciate your time, Ryan. We'll love to get you back on uh, in a few more months. But uh, ryanmoodyfishing.com, oh. online tutoring, uh, not only how to catch fish, but also read your sounders and get the most out of them. We really appreciate your time. And, you know, as I said it right at the top of the show, I think Herb's in love. <laughs> absolutely thanks, it's been an absolute pleasure thanks Ryan you're a bloody legend you take it easy mate stay safe out there eh? over thanks guys you too now listen before you go yeah mate you are a legend you know that <laughs> I've watched your shit and uh, I am coming up I want to go on a, do you still do charters no he's... no I retired <laughs> So, yeah, I've got rid of all the permits and that while my brother's got them now. He runs Chuck. We can go up there and have it. with him. you got to come too, but I'll yeah, cook. Yeah, we might be able to work something out. I'll yeah, cook steamboats yeah. and shit. We'll work something out. I want to yeah. say too before you go to them grubs that stole that shit off your boat at Cooktown. I wish I was able to kick their <laughs> God, that when I watched that. We got we were lucky to get most of it back, mate. But, um, yeah, the whole town was out looking for all my gear and chasing the kids down oh. and stole it. So we got most of it back, which was good. Yeah, yeah I said, heard yeah. that. But, yeah, still <laughs> shitheads. I hate no. Yeah, I know. It oh, sucks. Well, you're a bloody yeah. legend. If you ever come across me, Herb Fechner up the northern end, mate, you, we're going fishing. You're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done here, aren't I? I've never seen you so last week we heard from Shaz and yep. she told us about uh, catching the PB barra. Yep. We were flicking along the weed edge as you do and, oh, my God, a huge explosion. Hubby got this 110 barra. Oh, It was brilliant. Bang. Oh, that is what, like a life. Oh, that is that is a lifetime catcher. A like, metre barra. That is the PB. That That is the it pinnacle of barra fishing. Caught the fish well, got it in the boat, yeah. And we we've got the ribbon on it as you do. You got to take the photo for proof and evidence. Yes. And hubby was he did a happy dance and all the yelling and carrying and the swearing that he does. Yeah. But on release of it, I, it was my job. I got a pitch, picture of it releasing, and I didn't put the cord around my wrist so the camera went to the bottom of the water. No oh. way! <laughs> he never caught it. He's got no evidence. Oh, how devastated would he have been? He gave me the death star from hell. I was disowned and divorced all in one moment. Oh, in the doghouse. Oh, God, it makes me feel pain again. (laughs) I bet it does. What about about now? You you want to talk about uh, rod, line and fish. Yeah. See, last week it was devastating. I was the worst person in, in history. But this one's a little bit different. Um, again, another comp, another another era. Um, and a good friend of ours, Pete from Brizzy, uh, great fisho, great fisho. And he was at the back of his boat and he got onto this good fish. But he stepped backwards and lost his balance. And his good rod, because he's a really good rod, make, rod maker, um, the rod, the line and the fish that he had on went completely overboard. No. And... Oh, look, I swear, I'm sure we heard him around the corner from where he was and swearing and carrying on, but can pretty I, devastating when you've got a good unit of, of you know, your line and your rod oh, and everything goes can you over. Ever, can, this is going to be a silly question, and Chaz, you might be able to answer this or Herb, and me not being a, a, a knowledgeable fisherman is great. Yeah. Um, 
Can you get that rod back or does that go? Hey, oh, okay. Here we go. After lunch, after lunch, we went for a bit of a troll because we were flicking all morning about like about 1,000 cars. And we just did a bit, bit of a troll. Um, and I actually hooked up to the rod, the line, and the fish was on the end no of the rod. No way! <laughs> That's cold! <laughs> and even better, they let me use the fish for the comp. No way! So someone else hooked the fish, lost the rod, yes. you caught the rod and the fish, and you waded in. I still waded in. Don't you worry oh, about that. And what was it? It was a bass. It was a, it was a good bass, a 450 or 480, but good enough for what we used to do back then. Yeah. It was all fun. Where was that at, Shaz? Where were you bass fishing? Oh, God, back then that would have been Boonduma. Boonduma. We've, oh, we've, we've done BP, Boonduma back. Oh, all of those little places have been great. So you love your damn comp fishing, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mondi, Lake Mondi is a great place, and and especially now it's, um, you know, we've been able to put a put a lot of good barrow out of there, and and it's just a great place. A family owned company, uh, a couple who manage it all. Great place. It's only an hour and a half from where we live in Harvey Bay. Yeah, because you you're at the yeah, Ingenia lovely. over fifties park there at Harvey Bay. That'd be a, a great barrow spot to get up to Mondor, and it's it a beautiful is. dam. It is, and, and they... we look. We've also got Lentils Dam. Yeah, forty-five minutes from um, Harvey Bay, so yes. you've got lentils as well. So we're pretty lucky at Mondoran. Do they still have the barrow in the tank? Oh my God, no, no, Ooh. they don't. They used to, no, didn't they? That in. was Mondoran, wasn't it? That uh, I, I think it wasn't that. Mm, not ooh, quite sure. But anyway, it was one of the it was one of the inland well. lakes of Queensland. There. But how good are the lakes of Queensland, or even freshwater lakes anywhere? They're great to fish on, aren't they? Well, we um, just before Christmas, we went up to Awonga. Well, we actually did Mondi, then Awonga. Um, we've done Teamborough. We went up to um, wow. Oh, geez, we, we were quite. You know, you can you can go all the way up to Cairns, and and on the way we went to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. So there's some really good spots if you're saltwater or freshwater. Um, and look, it's it's great. Even as a woman, if you feel like that's it, I can't fish. If you try to to do it again, go and just go and read a book and enjoy the put your feet up near the camp, and let your hubby go fishing because it just does everyone the world of good. Jeez. Well, don't Herb's falling in love. Yeah, hey, no. uh, <laughs> lucky you're taken. Yeah, and so I let oh, let's make that it, known. Hey, Shaz, <laughs> look at this. You know what I love about this. Shaz is just a uh, a gift that keeps on giving. You told us last week <laughs> yeah. about the 110 uh, centimetre barrel. They, that... could, they couldn't weigh in because you dropped the camera yep. in the yes. dog box. This week now you, you're starting to brag about a fish that you caught on a rod that somebody had lost, lost and you got that. And she weighed it in on her yep. cop. Hang on. <laughs> you know what? You want to come back next week because you've got another story about a brim. Oh, no. oh bass. <laughs> oh, bass is a big bass. bass. All right. Hey. Oh, Shaz, you're a legend. I'll tell you what. To catch right, someone else's rod, hook to another fish that you lost earlier that day. I have had that happen to me once before. Uh, it wasn't a big barrow, any, so I'm not going to go into the story because you've overshot me, my mark by a long shot. <laughs> but, uh, look, great story. Thanks, Jazz, for your story. Stay Thanks safe on the water this Shadow. week, guys. Over, and we'll catch up with you next week. Hey, no worries. The angle, is brought, the angle is brought to you by Herb Spider and Chad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get in the studio. Over.